0: before we even start because uh that's a thing people like to see a little bit of the behind the scenes before you actually get going all right tom tom you good to go brother good to go all right and here we go i'm your host mark meinke and this is the meinke show podcast All right, well, this is going to be a podcast marathon day today, I think. Uh, I have on the show a radio personality by the name of Tom, or Tom Tom, if you like saying it twice. Yeah. Tom, thanks for being here, man. Super appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Bring that uh, mic in just a little bit closer there. There we go. There you go. And looking over top of it is fine. We're good. Perfect. I don't have to see that handsome face of yours. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Tom, tell me, why? how did you fall into radio?
1: Uh so, oh, it, it's quite a story. Uh, so well, good. This is the place where we tell quite a story. Exactly, right? So, uh, about two years ago, um, I was working at a hat store and uh, I was holding a door frame and somebody uh, pushed the big cement wall and it shattered my wrist. Jesus. Into is that what the big scar that's, is? That's what that is. That's a serious scar. That's badass. But you got to get
0: a better story for it. Like, I was in an axe fight. Yeah, I know, right?
1: Or a uh, charging
0: rhinoceros tore it
1: off. I, well, I tell everybody, I mean, it was a shark thing. Shark? That's yeah, good. That's it was good. Malibu, you know, my, when, with my hot body that, that I don't that, have. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. That, uh, so that happened. And so uh, he uh, pushed this wall and it shattered my wrist. And so uh, I did like right around there. Yeah, right. There, there we go. You got a bigger voice than I expected. I know. Uh, so uh, that happened and uh, I stopped working. I had a surgery to fix it. That did not fix it, don't you know? Uh, and then I had another surgery uh, where they put a steel plate in my hand, a seven and a half inch plate, and they did a four corner fusion on my wrist, so my wrist no longer bends. Uh, and so uh, we, we are getting to the radio thing, but- uh, <laughs> <laughs> We'll get there eventually. I know, so so that happened, and, and I, I got the steel plate in my wrist. Uh, I was off work for two years, and then I was looking for work again, and uh, I had no intention of being in radio whatsoever. Um, I just had, I knew uh, Logan from the morning show and I went to school with him and I was looking for something and he had reached out to me on Facebook and said, hey, we're looking for a, uh, a guy for our midday show uh, on the Eagle. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, that sounds like fun. Um, but he said, I think you're more suited for news. And I was like, oh, okay. News reporting. How riveting. So uh, I, I went for the interview. And they said, uh, yeah, like, I think uh, I think you're going to do great in news and, and this, that, and the other. And as the interview process went on for about six weeks, uh, by the end of it, they said, no, I think you have too much personality and you should probably be on air. But don't worry, because we're going to teach you absolutely everything you're going to need to know. I was like, oh, okay. Like, sounds good. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) Entry
0: level. Here you go.
1: Seriously. So very entry level. and
0: So they're not looking necessarily for somebody that's got a degree in broadcasting.
1: Yeah. And that seems to be the way that the industry is changing now. The radio industry is that a lot of people are saying um, you don't need a broadcast education. Of course, it's nice to have one if you want to go massive, right? If you want to go into large market radio or something like that. But uh if you're doing small community radio, something like The Eagle or for Sun Country or something like that, uh you don't necessarily need one because it's all very user-friendly. Um the way that they run the station is so very user-friendly. Um it's one system and it's one screen, and you actually can run it from an iPad now. So yeah, they Logan, I credit everything to Logan Coots because he taught me everything that I know about radio, and uh we still work together. So
0: any surprises moving into this space? Things that uh, you like that you
1: didn't know that you'd like? Um, uh, yes the the uh, emceeing events that that's something. So because as soon as you become a radio personality, everybody wants you to host their event, um, right? Because we we are used to speaking in front of people, as I'm sure you are as well. Speaking in front of people, um, connecting with people on a very personal level, which uh, we get to do almost every single day because we talk with, to with a million different people all through the daytime. Uh, I was very surprised at that, um, how people, because before, before you work in radio or have this what I call a local celebrity status, before you get one of those, people don't just walk up to you and say hello or ask you for a hug or ask you for a picture or whatever. Um, and when I first started working in radio, people were saying, uh people would walk up to me in like walmart at 10 30 at night and they're like oh my god you're tom from the drive home show i'm like (laughs) yes i am (laughs) but then they go into like i've always wanted to do radio and you get to talk a lot with people about their dreams and hopes and things like that but so i was very surprised at that that people get this certain air of confidence when they see you
0: hearing all these stories from people and doing all the interviews that you've been doing has that changed you as a person yes how so
1: Uh, so because we, we talk with, and we interview so many people from so many different walks of life, uh, it makes you, your perspective on life different. Uh, the way that you look at, um, maybe let's use a veteran for an example. Both my parents are veterans too. Um, and when we interview, we've done a lot of work with the Legion. We've done a lot of work with, um, veterans. Todd Martin is one of them from Recycle. Sure. Um, he it just it just makes you look at it differently the whole situation differently uh, things like ptsd and you get into those heavier topics um people get very candid about it and it just makes you look at it differently it's They're a like, form of
0: travel yeah it really is it's and a it, form of travel meeting um uh, like there's two type different types of travelers uh, a friend yeah. of mine he's an air canada pilot and his idea of travel is the beach and the parties and the bars and the fun yep that's not Really, me. I mean, I might have a night of that, but uh, it's more the people and the stories and the culture and the differences and yeah. and the similarities. Yep. You know that that's interesting. And when you're interviewing people, get to know people, like what you just witnessed, uh, we had Theo Fleury on the show, and holy crap, what mm-hmm. a show that was! Yeah. Right. But I learned so much, and who knows? Maybe uh, Theo did as well because of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you did. Uh, Sitting and, and and watching it. Yeah. But it's it's a form of travel. If you if you travel the way I like to travel, mm-hmm. which is through the people. You yeah. know, You don't have to physically go anywhere. I think um, the challenge is ego in conversation. Yes. Yeah. In a conversation that uh, people want to have all the airtime, they want to be the one talking and the, yeah. their ideas, their ideas, as opposed to slowing down and going. But what do you think about that? Yes. What does that mean to you. Yeah. Exactly, which is actually giving the uh the number one gift that you can give to a person which is affirmation. Yep. It's the uh, the gift of your voice matters.
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, I have a platform to give people airtime and as much like you, right? We we have the ability to get stories out and for things like that and I think the 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 biggest thing I think that frustrates me about it is people don't use it correctly. How so? Uh, A lot of people will use it for business growth. They'll use it for uh, getting a very specific message out to a lot of people for a pitch. Yeah, it's a pitch. It's a sales pitch because they want everybody listening. Uh, They want to hear exactly what they're asking them for, which sometimes is money, sometimes is donation or whatever. Uh, But I don't know if people. I and I think maybe to go off a little bit off the rails, but uh, people, they don't value good conversation. And people like me and you who thrive on that, well, I don't know about you, but for me, I thrive on good conversation that is meaningful, right? And uh, I think, like we were just saying, the biggest thing between me and you is that my stuff is very curated to what my listener wants to hear. Whereas I think yours is very candid and it's open and that's that's what I love about it. But like I said, people don't really value that anymore uh, from a radio perspective, not from any other perspective, but
0: yeah. I used to be a sales trainer and um, there was a Harvard study about the, the most important character trait of a mm-hmm. successful salesperson and it's curiosity. And I would venture, I guess, that to do an interview, the most important trait is curiosity. To yep. be truly curious about... And, and compassionate and empathetic mm-hmm. to the person on the other side, no matter who they are or, or what their story is. Yeah,
1: it's true. I very much agree with that. It's. Uh, I think, actually, if I, I go back to uh, you asking me about what surprised me in radio, I think that was the, how much more curious I got about people. Mm-hmm. I guess if, if I could give a nutshell answer to that, how much more curious I got and how much I learned to listen.
0: Do you? Do people on the air, I mean, uh, do you consciously either promote or hide the fact that you're gay uh, as as a radio host, as part of your public persona?
1: So this is a conversation I have with a lot of people. Uh, When I first started with radio, um, I was told to be less flowery. And that was the, was the only time I had ever been told anything like that.
0: Now, was that a communication style or are they talking about um, uh, a gay-sounding way of communicating? Uh,
1: it was a gay-sounding way of communicating okay. uh, covered or umbrellaed by you know
0: sound less gay please Tom yes that was the message
1: essentially was sound less gay okay Uh, and so I did and if you listen back to my very first show which I quite often do uh, if you listen back to my first show there's uh, I'm talking like this and it's very low and it's very close to the mic and it's very boring to listen to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and a few years later oh my god literally and I'm like oh hey <laughs> yeah so I mean that's what I was told and now since said person is has is gone uh, everybody at my work is so open to it and they're like be yourself 100% be yourself do your thing and because your listeners will love you for you
0: now that's in so people can infer mm-hmm. but does it actually come out in conversation? Do you, do you ever say, like, well, as a gay guy, my perspective is...
1: Uh, no. Um, and I do that not because I necessarily don't have to or or have been asked not to. It's myself. Uh, I'm there to do a job, not to give you my gay opinion. Yeah. You know? And I'm there to talk with you about your thing. And, and if somebody says to me, you know, uh, I want your opinion as a gay person, I'll be like, all right, let's talk about it. Uh, but... Yeah, I'd like I, I'm I'm just not there to be the typical stereotypical gay radio host to give you my my opinion.
0: Why is it that you think that? um And as the as the straight guy with a shaved head over here, yeah, not an Aryan, just so <laughs> you know. Um, but, but maybe I can infiltrate them, you know, like secret yeah. agent because I got a shaved head. <laughs> but um, why why do you think that? Within the gay community, there's either really in uh, in the closet and 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 you'd, like you'd never know mm-hmm. kind of thing, and then there's this other extreme of uh, flam flamboyance, both in in communication, in dress, or God help us, those gay pride parades, where they're yeah. like, saying, "What the hell is that? <laughs> what's going on? You're wearing a borat thong. What's, yeah. what, what, what's the deal?" Uh, why do you think that there's such an extreme on on the um, uh, flamboyance? level like to to the extreme of a toronto gay pride parade as as the like holy shit what is that i've seen some pretty interesting outfits on you on facebook too
1: Uh, well yeah i mean
0: why why do you think that is that a reaction to suppression
1: um yes and if you ask a lot of people in the community they will tell you it's because i'm free to express my gender Mm -hmm. and you absolutely are but you also have to adhere to the law of nudity. <laughs> you know, I mean... It's
0: weird. You just used the wrong term there. That's interesting. You said gender as opposed to sexuality.
1: Well, it's...
0: Is that, is that conscious or is that, uh, is that a slip?
1: That that's I didn't intentionally use gender. I,
0: Because uh, that's really interesting that you would do that. Oh, I just wonder if that's Freudian of some sort.
1: Well, the way that I talk about... Uh, the LGBTQ community is, I have to think about it because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but um, myself, I, I'm just a regular guy. I, I go to work every day and I go home and I, and I do my thing and I take photographs and I do whatever. Um, I don't, I don't go to pride parades wearing my underwear. I don't think we need to do that. Uh, and in some cases, I've been called a homophobic hom- uh, homosexual. What? In in a lot of cases, I've been called that. Why is that? Um, purely because I don't, I don't enjoy going to pride parades and seeing people in their underwear. Okay. And maybe I'm a little bit just more conservative, is so, the way I would put it. <sighs>
0: This reminds me within the veteran community, it's funny, like a group dynamics seem to be group dynamics. There's a douchebaggery within the veteran community where it's like, I'm more of a veteran than you are because of this, that, and the other. And there's also um, a really holding on to, I mean, Jesus Christ, I got out in 1995. It'll always be a part of who I am and and part of my psychological makeup. Mm -hmm. But you know, let it go. I've got other stuff that I want to do. You know, yeah. I, I'm, right now I'm going to identify as a radio host, as a podcast host, you yeah. know, but that's just something that I do. It's not something that I am. Yeah. So the being gay part, right. Uh, I mean, I don't run around and this is what you hear from straight people all the time. I don't yeah. run around telling everybody I'm straight, throwing it in your face. Yeah. You know, it's so, yeah, but you're also free to be straight without yeah. criticism yeah, without a lack of it, ex- so I, I can understand sort of that rebound reaction, you know, yeah. kind of like an arrow string. You pull it back, you pull it back, it gets tighter, tighter, more, more resistance. Yeah, and then to me, the gay pride parade is letting that arrow go. Yeah, you know, it's just saying, Oh my god, I'm free. Yeah, um, but uh, where the hell was I going with that, Tom Tom?
1: I, it's, it's, it's a very crazy subject, the, the, the pride thing. Uh, oh
0: yeah, so being being gay, how much do you allow that to be part of your identity?
1: Um, I would say quite a lot. Okay, I, it's, I mean, like, do you consciously
0: meter that? Uh, it's like, geez, I'm 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 really focusing on the gay part when that's just one
1: facet of of what is Tom. Honestly, I don't uh, consciously think about that about being like about how much of gay me is out there to people. Uh, I am just who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's just—I
0: I guess it's more how, how much uh, of your overall personality is—is—is mm-hmm. um, is, is your self identity, your sense of identity—is—is is what I'm asking about, like right? In the veteran community, some people are 98% veteran, 2% everything else, yeah. Right? Whereas once you're out, I mean, it should always have a place in your life, but yeah. is it 50-50, 60-40, 10-90? I don't know what the right ratio is. But it seems like for for some people, mm-hmm. um, uh, being being an uh, out, out of the closet gay person, yeah, that's like gay is 80% of their identity. Right. I guess that's what I'm asking, if that makes more sense. Okay,
1: yeah. So I myself, uh, I think I'm very 50-50. Okay. Uh I believe very, very strongly in human rights and equality and and all mm-hmm. of that sort of stuff, but I also uh, believe very strongly in uh, hustling and working and being a part of the the community and the and, and all those sorts of things and I don't believe that me being gay pl- uh, plays a part in that. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? And I don't. I try not to let it um, because there's a lot of times I get phone calls uh, from people who are saying things like uh, or insinuating things like maybe we need a gay on this plan- on this panel for this event. Or whatever. Um, maybe we need a a gay person to give their opinion on this. Or maybe we need that or, or whatever. And I, I usually say, are you calling me for my knowledge and my experience and my personality? Or are you calling me because I'm gay? Token gay guy. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And that's I really try not to let that play a part in a lot of things I do. Um, and it does. And it always will. Have, have you
0: said no to uh, things? Because uh, you were smelling that they just wanted the token gay guy and weren't interested in... Um in
1: your experience or your intellect, I haven't said no yet to anything uh, because everything that I've been asked to do or have been asked to be a part of, uh, I have felt was always for the right reasons. And maybe it's because we live in a community where people are so in tune and they're they're good with that, and they they just know. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never had to say no to anything. And I'm not sure I would because I do believe that even being the to- token gay guy plays an important part in acceptance. If, if, if that kind of makes sense.
0: Uh, no, being on, on the radio, uh, any hate mail, like, hey, you fag, get off the air. <laughs> anything like that? Uh, no, not, not as of yet. Uh, no, just for anybody that doesn't know where the hell Okotoks Alberta is. <laughs> first of all, it's Alberta, right? Yeah. So people on, um, we got lots of listeners, uh, uh Ontario and East, nice. uh, uh, Newfoundland. Um, and, for those people that, uh, oh, redneck Alberta, you know, a bunch <laughs> of uh, homophobes and everything else. We're in fricking Okotoks. So we are in the middle of cowboy country here. Yep. Uh, man Tracker lives just down the road. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, giant pickup trucks, wherever you look. Mm-hmm. And um, this is small town, redneck Alberta. Yeah. And yet here's a guy on the air not getting hate mail or uh, yeah. uh, death threats, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. 30 years ago, you probably would be.
1: Yep, absolutely. I
0: Maybe even 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, and probably even 10 as well. I mean... It, so
0: you think there's been a big difference in the last 10 years even?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, and I mean, the last 10 years, I moved to Canada in 2008. From? England.
0: Okay, I don't hear any English accent at all.
1: I have none. My parents, my brother, they all do, but I don't um and actually read right up side note uh it's a neurological thing so if you're 14 or younger you'll lose it and if you're or 15 or older you'll keep it i
0: did not know that so
1: i was 13 and my brother was 15 so he kept his and i lost mine oh that's funny i did some research on it can
0: you put it on if you want to no you
1: i can't,
0: can't even, even fake it
1: no not at all well i'm gonna
0: absolutely try to speak english <laughs> from this point forward <laughs> just to see if i can
1: i love it you totally should
0: from the rest of this interview, I'm going to do my best uh, to speak English to uh, a, a fellow who's actually born in England.
1: Yeah, it's a crazy thing. I don't know, uh, but I mean, yes, to answer your question, uh, within the last ten years, yeah, I think there's a huge difference um, in in England. It, they're very progressive. Like they're actually extremely progressive things like London, you know, they got G a Y their biggest gay club in the world almost or one of them. Um, and things like that. So they are very progressive as far as gay goes, uh, as far as Canada goes <laughs> really quite far behind. Um, but even in the last 10 years, I didn't come out until I was 17. It was a uh, new year's day of,
0: when were you sure though, before it like it came out when you're 17, but when were you sure, or were you always sure?
1: Um, so I have a kind of, a, it's kind of a weird thing with me. Uh, I dated a girl for three years in high school. Okay. Um, all the way through to the middle of grade 12. And I always thought I was bisexual because I, I really love and appreciate women. And I really do. Um, but I hadn't realized at that time that it was on an emotional level that I wow. loved and appreciated women. Okay. Um, but on a physical level, of course, I love dudes. And of course, emotionally, I love dudes too. But uh, I just hadn't been sure where... Where, where, or who I loved, and in what capacity?
0: No, did uh, the girlfriend that you had at the time? Did she know that you're uh, struggling with that? Nope. If struggling nope. is even
1: the right word, I don't know if that's the right word. I would say it's it's a struggle. I mean, when I was in that relationship, um, <clears throat> I was very invested in that relationship, and we had the best and closest relation. And even to this day, she's one of my bestest and closest friends. Um, we just we just figured it out honestly. And when so we had broken up middle of grade 12, I had dated another girl and then actually another girl after her. So two more girls I went through and those girls, I was like, hey, listen. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: yeah, your boobs look great. However. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I mean, your boobs look amazing, but like you go girl. Like, you know, it was was very that with that relationship. So uh, no. And then when I finally figured it out, I went to, her name was Caitlin and I went to her and uh, we'd still kind of been on and off friends. And I said, you know, like, I'm I'm very sorry that, I essentially just wasted three years of your life, but this is where I'm at now. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Yeah. And and even to this day, she was so integral in figuring that out. And she knows that because I make it known every time I see her that, uh, she was integral to me figuring out who I was. So, and, uh, she lives in Ontario now. She's just actually enrolled in the military. Oh, well, so she's going on with her life and she's about to marry another fantastic guy. Uh, but yeah, we're still the closest of friends and, I love her very much. But like I said, she was very integral to me figuring out who I was. How was your family when you came out? Uh, <laughs> my family dynamic is, is very weird. Um, my parents, like I said, are both ex-military. So my mom was Royal Air Force. My dad was Navy. Um, I have so
0: many Navy jokes right now. I know Every, everybody does a <laughs> hey, XR army. So I'm allowed. Exactly. Right. There you go. Uh, but you both your parents. Thank you for your service. All the same.
1: It, right. Uh, it's, so my dad struggles really bad with PTSD. Um, and this is kind of when you guys were talking. This is why I was so engrossed in it. Um, uh, but he struggles very badly with PTSD. Uh, he's a city of Calgary police and a federal bodyguard. Okay. Um, now, And my mom is uh, executive, what is she? Executive operations manager for Avis and Young. Uh, So they're very like, um, they live their lives, they work their twelve-hour shifts, and they do the thing. And they, um, they're very, they come home, shoes are off at the door. Very strict, very British, strict military. So when I came out, uh, I actually didn't tell them. One of my friends did at the time. Is that?
0: Did you ask your friend to to tell them?
1: No, so I
0: oops slipped out.
1: Yeah, it was sort of that situation, and and so uh, I didn't really get the opportunity to open that conversation, it was already open for me unintentionally. And then I was asked, my parents asked me, uh, and then it was a struggle for a while, um, because I was trying to figure out, oh, like, how am I gonna approach this? Because they're so strict, military, and to them, there's no room for gay people in the world at that time, right? I mean, this was what year are we talking? Uh at? 2014. Don't... Oh, see that now? I don't have to do the math. I appreciate that. Yeah, right. So 2014. It was January 1st, 2014, and even since then, there's a mass shift
0: from 14 to now.
1: Yeah, and in, in our family dynamic.
0: Oh, in your right? family dynamic. In the dynamic. family
1: dynamic, and I would also actually say probably in general as well.
0: Well, you can't really. Uh, everybody's pretty social justice warrior on Netflix. Like every <laughs> every single show is. Uh, I got the Rainbow Plus on there. Yeah, exactly. You know, which. <sighs> I mean, they're trying a little too hard from my perspective, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I mean, like watching two guys neck, that's uh, it's a little icky for me, right? Yeah. Be, 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 being a, a straight guy, mm-hmm. but watching it again and again, and it's, um, it, it, you get more used to it, yep. which is good. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to watch, right? I yeah. can I can turn turn away or whatever. It's like I don't want to yeah. watch my parents kissing either. Yeah, you know, like, Ugh. you exactly. know, uh, exactly. Exactly. There, there's there's things that are that work for me and things that don't. Yeah. But uh, nowadays, you're not even allowed to say that. I know you're not even allowed to say, "Yeah, two guys kissing." It's I'm going to look the other way. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to smile and go aw, <laughs> unless it's a wedding. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. then I'm like aw. Yeah. But other than that. It, it, and that, but that's okay. Cause that's my sexuality. Yeah. Right. Uh, and to, to start getting upset with people because of their um, uh, sexual preferences is like, okay, so are you telling me that I have to be attracted to both blondes and brunettes? Yeah. It's the, it's the same kind of idea.
1: Exactly. I mean, when it comes to this topic, uh, I think people have called me conservative over this, but um what I do behind my closed doors is none of your business, and what you do behind your closed doors is none of my business. Preach it, brother. And when I see, uh, when I see somebody look away, when there's two guys macking out on a movie, um, that's totally okay. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the same way that, like, I don't want to see. I watch movies and shows really overdo it when it comes to gay things, and it. Yeah,
0: it Sense Eight was over the top. Did oh, you watch, yeah. it, watch that series? No it's it's good um, and and I force myself through it but Jesus Christ <laughs> <I know. laughs> like they were yeah. full
1: throttle man I know see and to some extent that makes me uncomfortable too like if I'm watching a show and I see two guys going at it like whoa like that's just a little much for me because I just don't enjoy intense sex scenes in movies Okay, myself personally I, yeah okay. I just don't um, but there's such a fine line between being like just not enjoying it and being homophobic. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And
0: I guess that's, that's the balancing
1: act, isn't yeah, it? It totally is. And people, when when somebody looks away from a movie because there's two guys kissing, it isn't because you're homophobic. It's probably just because you don't enjoy it. Well, let's discuss that
0: term for a second because that's such a funny term. Yeah. You know, because uh, to me, if you're uh, homophobic, well, phobic is a fear. Yeah. Right? So if you're uh, a deer is afraid of... Of a tiger, yeah, right. So who's who's in the power position here? Yeah. So if I'm, uh, uh, don't you want me to be a homophobe? Like this sounds. <laughs> it sounds like we we should that we need more homophobes yeah. out there, that that, that puts the, um, uh, the the gay person above yeah. uh, whoever is the. Hom- I think it's a terrible term.
1: I agree. I, I think it's a terrible term. Yeah, I think so. I, I who was it? Was it? This is not accurate. It's true. Um, was it Robin Williams? Somebody said something like. Uh, uh you're not scared of gay people you're just being an asshole i I think that's what it was and and it's true i mean i
0: you know what the difference is i mean other than uh the parts that uh religion can play right Mm -hmm. which is still coming around yeah uh there's um uh, the victory church i've been a couple of times really impressed with it yeah and there's a couple of dudes there that are pretty obviously gay yeah you know either that or they 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 don't know it yet, <laughs> Well, <laughs> but, uh, 100% accepted. Whereas, um, uh, you go to the extreme other side, West, yeah. West, uh, was it Westboro Baptist Church? Westboro Baptist Church. Right. Yep. Have you ever seen the, uh, interview with uh, Russell Brand and two members of the Westboro Baptist you Church? No. Oh, oh, maybe I did. Dear Lord, it's the funniest thing <laughs> I've seen in my entire life. Yeah. It is fabulous.
1: Oh, maybe I should watch it. Oh my
0: God. It's so good. <sighs> But um, uh, but they actually had a really good conversation on yeah. there, and and hopefully uh, the two members of that church had. But but it's, it's that extreme yeah. on, on that end that gives Christianity a bad name in general. Totally. And on the left or far left, to bring politics in it, there's this um, anti-Christian sentiment that I keep hearing again and again. That mm-hmm. if you're a Christian, you must be a homophobe, yeah. you know, which. I can see where they're coming from because on the extreme of the Westboro Baptist church, there's all kinds of gradients before you get to victory church. Totally. uh, Which doesn't have a hint of that. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Now we, (laughs) I asked you uh, when I saw you last about conservatism. Yeah. Right. Uh, have you experienced from the conservatives that, you know, I'm a member of the UCP, mm-hmm. but have you experienced sort of, uh, oh, you know, uh, sort of a um, unacceptance uh, just based on your sexuality? Uh,
1: myself personally, no. Okay. Um, well, I, I guess that's, that's very to the point. Uh, not from anybody directly associated with the UCP. Okay. Uh, or at any kind of rally or any kind of event. Nobody has ever treated me with any kind of disrespect. You've been to
0: UCP events?
1: Yeah, I've emceed a few of them. Um, Are you a member of the UCP? I'm not. Uh, and that's just my own personal choice. Uh, I I need to do some real deep research into political parties to figure out exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not saying that I don't agree with some things from UCP and, and I do agree with other things or whatever. Um, but I just... Yeah. I've never experienced any kind of... Ba- it's actually been from people from the other side that I've had more experiences like that with. Somebody um, was telling me... By oh, the other side, you mean? The NDP or at some of those other parties, the Alberta party and some other things I've been to, some of their events and things that they've had going on. And somebody actually called me a faggot at one of them. Jesus Christ. And I was like, do you understand where you are, sir? Your, <laughs> your party's building block. So a member <laughs> of the know. NDP calls you a faggot. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's why I was like, oh okay, well, this is how politics is going right now. Uh, anybody from the UCP that I've met, I I believe in two very strong things. And uh, can, I might have touched on this earlier. Uh, equal Equality and human rights. But I also believe in a strong, bustling economy that's going to help us. You know, but you can't have one without the other. But
0: what I'm hearing and tell me if I'm uh, on here yeah. is what I'm hearing from you is that I believe in compassion mm-hmm. and 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 kindness and yeah. and human rights and equality, but don't be a goddamn victim. Literally. Yes. Pick, pick yourself up. Is, it, is Am I hearing yeah, you right?
1: Exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Okay. And, and uh, there's it's, so many people that do that. Yeah. You know. I, and
0: I'm it, oppressed because I'm gay. I'm oppressed because yeah. I'm Chinese. I'm oppressed because, 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 yeah. because, because. And there might be some truth to that, yeah. you know, and there certainly was truth to that 10, mm-hmm. 20, uh, and the further back you go, the more true it was, right? Yeah. But today, in today's day and age, it may still be a factor, but it's not stopping you.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's
0: not a barrier. It may be a factor, but it's not a barrier. It's not preventing you from achieving shit Mm -hmm. anymore. Not in today's world. Yeah. Do you agree with this? Totally.
1: And that was a conscious choice that I made. Uh, I I made a choice that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit around and be like, oh, I can't get this job because I'm gay. I'm like, actually, I'm going to make them hire me because of the qualifications and the experience that I have. Me being gay doesn't actually make any difference whatsoever.
0: What about your beard, though? We we allow somebody to hire you because of your beard? Well, it would help. That's a that's a hell of a beard. Like it, that's, that's that's that because it's beyond hipster. Like you, it's not a hipster. Like that is a legit
1: lumberjack. Yep, manly beard. That is that's how I roll. I've had this beard <laughs> since I was seventeen, and I'm pretty sure my skin color is two different tones. Like <laughs> I think I'm very pale under my beard. But uh, yeah, no. I, if people don't hire me because of my beard, well then. You don't deserve this beard. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I like uh, how you do the, um, uh, you take
0: the lumberjack uh, jacket, right? Which used (laughs) to be the, uh, in my day. In back in my day. Yeah. Back in the 80s, it was the headbangers that wore the lumberjackets. And you took it uh, so gay. (laughs) <laughs> I <It> really did <laughs> and you were in a, you were in this lumber jacket as a kimono it's yeah it's great it's a floor length
1: plaid i i love that thing you're a gay redneck i'm a gay see people call that to me all the time they're like you are a gay redneck and i'm like well yeah, yeah i mean i got my boots i wear my boots i'm very very involved in the country music industry and i just i don't know it's just one of those things but People, I mean, and one thing that I should kind of put out there is, um, people forget that pride this year is the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots. I'm not familiar with that. So, Stonewall, Ed- edumacate me, man. <laughs> okay, so uh, very quickly because I know we don't have a lot of time. But is somebody, else, somebody? I think they're seven minutes late. Whoever it is, that's a bad clock. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh no, they, they are they are late. They though. are late. See. Yeah. Nope. Uh, so the Stonewall riots. Um, was a black transgender woman who was sick of the police beating on gay people. Um, Because way back, I believe it was, well, 50 years ago. um, She was sick of it. She had had enough. This is in England, I'm guessing? This is in the U.S. In the U.S.? Yeah. Uh, So Stonewall, I believe, is in Michigan or or somewhere. It's somewhere. Uh, And so she was sick of it. So she started a riot in in the Stonewall Inn. Um, And it was considered an integral moment for history uh and so there was this massive riot it was the start of the civil rights movement for really everything and when you people need to when it comes to pride parades and pride festivals and things like that people need to think more of that of how far we've come Uh, it used to be a march now it's a parade right so i people need to educate themselves on uh the history of pride and then you can truly see why it is what it is now.
0: And don't judge it from the people with the ridiculous skimpy outfits yeah. uh, performing sex acts in public.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which
0: does happen, which <laughs> in my personal <laughs> opinion, isn't doing the community any favors. No,
1: not at all. And if you really want to educate yourself, I mean, go on to Netflix, watch The the Life and Death of Marsha P. Johnson. And that's the woman I was telling you about that, that started the riot. Um, she mysteriously went missing in the Hudson River. Jesus. And so... There's so many things on there and documentaries on there that explain into... Uh, there's one called um, something like uh, 50 Years of Freedom or something like that. And it's a documentary that uh, looks at the process of making same-sex marriage legal in the States when it was approved by the Supreme Court. Um, and it it documents that entire process. Uh, and there's, just, there's a lot on there. And I just tell everybody to go get educated about it rather than just looking at <laughs> man thongs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean i don't look at that look at why it is what it is yeah so you know that's uh that's it
0: mm-hmm. well we mock what we don't understand totally right and you see some of those uh, outrageous outfits um <laughs> and uh penises everywhere oh my you know there's a penis penis is a penis palooza oh yeah, it really uh, is yeah uh a, a guy that um I was in a bni group he's a lawyer uh, he came out way later in life yeah and uh i was at his place and there's just Cockapalooza. There's cock yeah. everywhere. Yeah, uh, decorated with uh, cock candle holders. Cock. like totally. It's like, dude. Okay, I get it. You like penis. Yeah. Got it. Uh, yeah. Whoo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Toter totally. down, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh man.
0: <laughs> I'm quite proud of mine, but I'm not going to uh, send you a selfie. Totally. Anyway, uh, that went weird. <laughs> cool tom tom thanks for being here brother
1: dude thank you for having me i really appreciate it all right man you take care pal you too
0: i'm mark meinke and this is the mikey show podcast